27 days. 27 days. That's how long it's been since the horrific, tragic event in Israel. It feels both like yesterday and an eternity ago. Since that day, we've been living in a constant cycle of sadness, anger, grief, and pain. On my phone, I get notification after notification. Headlines fly by on social media. Pictures of remembrance for those Israelis and Palestinians mourning their siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, parents, friends. Updates from my professors and classmates studying in Jerusalem for the year. And prayer. So much prayer. For the hostages, for the children, for that holy land truly, finally, know peace that it deserves. And yet, as death and destruction and violence continue in Israel, Gaza, and the West Bank, the chaos, injustice, and cruelty of our world just doesn't seem to stop. We feel it most directly with rising anti-Semitism, the threats, social media posts, and attacks that strike fear and worry in our bones. We see it also in the attacks against our Muslim siblings, or the surprise hurricane in Mexico, or the devastating shooting in Armenia. It just, it just doesn't seem to stop. There have been times in the last few weeks where I felt lost, not sure what to do or how to respond or how to comfort others. And maybe you've had some of those feelings too. As people of faith, conscience, we are constantly tested. Our attention, emotions, and effort being pulled in many different directions. And yet, how are we to respond when we are tested by the enormous ills of our world? Whether it's the tragedies of the current moment or continued attacks on reproductive rights, the rising economic inequality, or a consequential election in just about a year? How are we to respond? I believe, and I'd like to argue that our Torah believes, that we're called to something more, something higher in those moments. Let's just for a moment, let's think of Abraham. Lech Lecha, go forth to a brand new land. Here are three strangers. Let's see how you welcome them. Take the son that you love, Isaac, and sacrifice him. In each of these instances, Abraham seems to pass the test set before him by God. But in the midst of these events, there is yet another test. God questions whether or not to tell Abraham about God's intention to destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because of their wickedness. Then God remembers that they have chosen Abraham in future generations to shamru derech Adonai la'asot tzedakah u'mishpat, to guard the path of Adonai by doing what is just and what is right. God does tell Abraham about Sodom and Gomorrah, and this right here is the test. 
will Abraham act with tzedakah in his heart, with justice and righteousness? And the answer is yes. Abraham courageously challenges God to save the whole community if there are 50 innocent people there, and then fewer than that, and fewer than that. Because of Abraham's activism, if God can find 10 innocent, righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, the whole community won't be destroyed. By challenging God's actions directly, Abraham steps into the parex, the breach, this space between espoused values and actions. Isaiah, one of our prophets, calls upon the Goder Perex, the repairers of the breach, the ones in our world who will restore humanity. Another prophet, Ezekiel, counting the ways in which the people are wronging the poor and defrauding the stranger, exclaims God's fury. And I sought someone among them to repair the wall or ve'omed baperex, or stand in the breach before me on behalf of this land that I might not destroy it, but I found none. Abraham, though, Abraham sees the breach between God and the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and chooses to intervene. And how did he do this? How did Abraham intervene? We find in our Torah portion this week, Vayigash Avraham. Abraham drew near. Rashi, one of our commentators, notes that the verb nagash, to come near, is used in several different ways throughout Tanakh. Judah draws near to Joseph to hopefully persuade his brother. Yoav and his troops draw near into battle. Elijah draws near to God to pray for a better future. In our case, Abraham drew near to remind God of their goodness, their righteousness in the world, calling out to God, God forbid, far be it from you, God, shall not the judge of all the earth deal justly? Speaking stern, tough words to God, Abraham draws near into the breach and begins his activism. Following Abraham's example, the question for us here today is how will we shamru derech Adonai la'asot tzedakah u'mishpat? How will we keep the ways of God through justice and through righteousness? When it comes to violence in Israel and Gaza, or the climate crisis, or gun violence, or attacks on reproductive rights, or Trumpism, or police brutality, or transphobia, or white privilege, or white supremacy, or immigration, or gentrification, or reparations, or any other important issue in our world, how will we respond? Rabbi Kalonimus Kalman Shapira, the Rebbe of the Warsaw Ghetto, instructs us well here in this moment. A person who learns Torah, but is not transformed thereby into Torah and holiness, is merely a bookshelf containing books. Here at CBE, we value and cherish Jewish learning, of course, but we must not merely soak up the knowledge of our tradition 
we must use it to propel us toward justice and righteousness. 20 years later and halfway around the world, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote his now famous letter from a Birmingham jail. And his words in that letter call out to us here today. So often, the contemporary church is a weak, ineffectual voice with an uncertain sound. So often, it is an arch defender of the status quo. According to Dr. King, if these religious institutions don't change, they will lose their authenticity, forfeit the loyalty of millions, and be dismissed as an irrelevant social club. For as long as I have known CBE, even before I began serving as rabbinic intern here, we have always refused to be a social club comfortable with the status quo. Our congregation constantly challenges ourselves and other communities to not only talk about the ills of our society, but to act upon them by supporting refugees and asylum seekers, or tackling the climate crisis, or fighting racism alongside anti-Semitism, we continue to stand in the breach and mobilize toward a different, better future. And yet, even with all of this being true, my attention is drawn back, drawn back to the pain that is being inflicted upon people here in Brooklyn, in Israel, in Palestine, everywhere across our world. It makes me think back to Abraham. He must have been filled with so much pain and hurt and despair when God told him that they would destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. But somehow, some resolve took hold, a resolution to do something, to draw near, to stand in the breach in that urgent moment. And so perhaps that's the invitation for us here today. As Jews, to truly live up to our covenant with God and to own our responsibility in the world, we must take up the work of justice and righteousness. Now, I don't mean that we must once and for all end the plagues of cruelty, hatred, and oppression. But our work is trying to live to the best of our abilities in justice and righteousness in every aspect of our lives. It is to look around wherever we are and know that there is someone being stepped on by our society and choosing to do something. It is taking on an issue or several issues and making a real commitment toward them. It is to lead with nuance and with care, and to never lose sight of the larger picture of humanity. This work will look different for each of us, but it could be drawing near to the pain of our neighbors who are homeless, or engaging in those difficult conversations about Israel and Gaza. It could also be standing in the breach to protect voting rights, or to support refugees and asylum seekers right here in Brooklyn. It could be any number of things, but, but we must make that commitment to justice and righteousness. That is our work. That is our responsibility. That is our covenant with God 
we're looking into this. As we continue to witness bloodshed and heartache in Israel and Palestine and here at home, it's clear that the road ahead for us is filled with challenges of all kinds. And yet, I must admit to you tonight, I am feeling hopeful. I'm feeling hopeful because of the work that is already happening, the courage that we are already exhibiting, the lives we are already protecting. But much more must be done for us to truly live into our purpose, our responsibility in this world. May the one who blessed our ancestors and who challenged Abraham to stand in the breach bless us, each of us, with the insight and courage to rise up in justice and righteousness. May we put our love of humanity on the line to act boldly and create new ways of living with goodness, compassion, and peace. May each of us know our power, and may we use that power to create the world of our dreams, the world as it should be. Amen.